Simplified Chaos, Episode 25. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, beautiful listeners, welcome to Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? Episode 25, Jilly. 25, it's mm. a pretty big milestone. It's a quarter. It's a quarter of 100. Good job, Nick. Yes. <laughs> but we have a very exciting episode today. What are we diving into? Today's episode is brought to you by our listeners. This episode is Q&A. Ooh, ask us anything. We're going to be talking about things about food all the way to how we met. Yeah. So uh, we have a... You're going to get the dirt on us today. It's good dirt. It's, well, duh. It's some uh, quality soil. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But before we dive into that, as always, we want to talk a little bit gratitude. Jilly. Hmm. What are you grateful for besides that lovely bee's knees that you're sipping on there? Um, That is quite refreshing. Yes, Um, it looks like it. (laughs) I guess because my school year is slowly coming to an end, and tomorrow is our last day with the kids, I have such an appreciation for my principal, my leader, my boss, Miss Hill. Wow. And if she ever listens to this podcast, you rock, Miss Hill. Um, yeah, Masilla, you're awesome. <laughs> I hear about you all the time. I think I sometimes take for granted that I have a boss, a leader that accepts me for who I am and let gives me boundaries, but still lets me be who I want, want lets me do what I want to do and experiment with things that I want to experiment with. Right. And she trusts me and we have a great relationship. And, you know, we have our end of the year conference every year and she just, just said some really really nice things and it's you know it's nice i feel like i'm doing the right thing with my teaching and the direction it's going but it's always nice to hear that feedback like i see you you're doing a great job like keep keep it up (laughs) um so yeah i'm very grateful for my boss and i'm happy to go to work every day and she makes it possible plus the kids yeah but yeah that's great i don't know if you saw it but i kind of smiled when you said your gratitude segment because mine is basically the same no very way. similar yeah and for a Stop different reason me. i know right but this one's for a different reason um you know i'm fortunate to work in a place where we have a lot of flexibility and one of the things was um you know you tomorrow's your last day of school but it's also lucille's one year doctor appointment and obviously you want to be with your kids it's their last day it's their last day would be with them Um, so, you know, I'm lucky to be in a place where there's flexibility and there's really no questions asked. I asked my boss, you know, Hey, can I work from home on Friday? Sure. No problem. Didn't need an explanation. I felt like I owed it to her anyway, but she's like, really, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to explain yourself to me, you know, go take care of what you need to take care of. And it's nice to know that I'm trusted and that they trust other people in the organization to work from home. And even though I'm going to be gone, you know, an hour and a half, you know, during the work time, they know that I will either start working early or work later or maybe make up the hours over the weekend. So it's just really, you know, especially as a parent now, it's nice to have that flexibility. And I was actually reading an article, like part of what I do is curate content for our social media 
on um, you know on our company's website. And you know, part of they, what they say is like parents, you know, people who have kids tend to stay at their jobs a lot longer and dig in, you know, when they do have that flexibility. So I see it. Yeah, well, I think that speaks a lot to us too. Like, if both of our our uh, bosses like trust us, give it the give us flexibility. I feel like we must be doing something right. Yeah. Like we give it one hundred and ten percent. Always, Brendan Fraser. I saw what you did there. Oh. I, Bedazzled. I, is that what the movie is? I think so. 110%. Yeah. When he's like a, yeah. a, basketball, he's a basketball player. He's a basketball player sweating it, his ass off. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I, that's, what you're, that's what you're throwing it down was, there. I, I didn't even think about that movie, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. <laughs> so anyways, it's time for our listeners to ask us anything. And we have some questions. I'm excited about yes. this. And I think the first one should go to you. I think you're going to have a better answer for this one than I would. But this is from Rachel Clara. She says, food shopping is my fave and I tend to stockpile items or let them go bad. How do you stick to buying only the food you will need will use? So I feel like we talked about this on our meal prepping episode, perhaps. Yeah. But But we can dive into it a little bit more. I think one of the main things that... I guess the reason why we are so good at buying only what we need, and it wasn't always like that. It no. was very challenging. Things would go bad. We would throw out food, and it really broke my heart. And it was like, this is the problem. Like, how do we change it? And we started giving ourselves boundaries. We had to create rules. Mm-hmm. So the rules that we created for our home was that uh, we have to let our fridge go empty before we buy more food. And it was really hard to stick to that. Yeah. And... Um, I will say that meal planning helps a lot. Like meal planning, we Monday through Thursday, we plan out our dinner meals and our lunch meals. And we only buy for that. That's all we buy for. We Mm -hmm. make a shopping list just for those things. There's no extra things. I'm not browsing and buying anything. I'm like, oh, this is... This is interesting. Let me try this. It's really like I stick to the script. <laughs> yeah. Because also of our budget. Like I, I want to buy intentionally with the money that we have allotted for food. And we have a, a pretty big budget for food because we do, it's a priority. We like food. Yeah. Good yeah. food. Good us. Yeah. You know, you know, health is wealth. But we stick to whatever's on that shopping list. And I really don't deviate too much. Um, and then, like I said, when it gets to the weekends and we start to get sparse and things are scarce, it's like all right, let's look in our freezer. Let's look in our pantry. What can we use up? Mm-hmm. And it, it helps spark some creativity in us too. And we make up con- concoctions that sometimes are like, I don't know if this is going to work, but it ends up turning out pretty good. But we're really good now at finding scraps of food or leftovers and finding new ways to utilize them. And that has helped so much. Like we don't buy more food until the leftovers are gone. It's like a new rule in our home. Yeah. And we understand that certain foods you know, that we buy, you know, go bad pretty quickly and we tend to use them up quickly as like well. Produce, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, just going and, and, and understanding that, yes, you're going to have to go to the store once a week. You may have to make another trip. But really, I think once you get into the swing of things and you understand it and you have that that schedule for the week, you know what meals you're planning for, for lunch, you know what meals you're planning for dinner. 
Um, you're using leftovers that you have for dinner for part of your meal preps for your lunch. I mean, it's really at this point, it's almost a second thought. Like we, we know exactly what we are doing. And yes, sometimes, you know, you do have to be creative, but it's just, it's That's a, it's a habit it. now. I like and, that. And you just have to, you know, you scarcity have to sparks creativity. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And now that my mom's watching Lucille, or she's been watching Lucille, like even my mom's got creative. Her creativity creative. is but it's so through cool. the charts right now. Right? But she knows our rhythm now. And because it's like a habit and a routine, like she knows like, oh, hey, I used up those peppers before they went bad in this rice. And I'm like, that's really cool, mom. Yeah. Like she picks up on our picks up on our routine and I'm excited because if my mom's picking up on it then Lucille's gonna just like chime right in when she's old enough and she's gonna pick up on you know the kind of like the the habits or the rules that we've set for the home like you know nothing goes to waste and we use what we have and figure out a new way to use it and I'm excited to like pour over into Lucille all of these like fun rules we've made but um yeah I mean it's helped with our budget it's helped with our sanity because it was really disheartening seeing food go to waste. Like I really, really, and what's even cooler is that once your fridge is like pretty much empty, it makes cleaning your fridge more frequent and that Mm -hmm. much easier. Like the other weekend I was, (laughs) I think our hydrator was like pretty empty with, you know, we used up most of the fruit and I was like, Nick, I need you to vacuum out these crumbs. And like vacuuming the fridge was like... Took 30 wait. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it makes it that much easier that you don't have to remove all this stuff. It's like, hey, just stick the vacuum cleaner in here and like clean out some of these crumbs and we're good to go. Put the fresh well, the new same groceries thing in. With the pantry, like we can see because our pantry is not overloaded with stuff, we can see what's in there and we know what we can use, what we need to throw out. And, and hopefully we're not throwing out anything. Um, I think the things that stay in there too long might be like chips or something like that but not like just because we don't yeah, eat chips a lot we but don't eat them a lot yeah our pantry definitely but we usually find a way to make nachos out of them or something like yeah, that so that we eat them up the pantry definitely used to be a black hole like yeah. we don't know what's in there yeah. we don't know how long it's been in there but i think we've gotten pretty good at like taking um inventory like let's see what's in the pantry can we use this up let's try to use this up today and we've gotten more creative with how to use things that were like listen we have to use this up this isn't going to waste and uh I've liked our new rhythm. I think it's fun and uh, it's still healthy at the same time. Absolutely. Anything else you wanted to say about food shopping before we move on to our next Um, question? No, I think I pretty much covered it. So the next listener has a couple questions and I think we we can tackle one of these at a time. But Leanne Metzer asks, what have those around you taught you contributed to your philosophy of life? Mm. And I like this question because it's not... It's not asking us who has taught us, but it's asking about those around us because I feel like we do learn from everybody that we are around. True. So, you know, I think, you know, we're all about simplification and being intentional. And part of what we do with our friends, people that we're in contact with is, you know, we ask them what's working with a certain thing and, and what's not working. But most importantly, I think we, we want to find out why, you know, if, you know, if, for example, if like there's too many toys coming in the house, um, you know, why, well, why is there too many toys coming in the house? And it's like, Oh, well, you know, the, the grandparents are, are bringing them in and it's like, okay, you know, how can we prevent our parents from bringing in too many toys in the house? And it's, you know, we've, we've figured out a way to have those conversations, Um, so because we're trying to simplify things, because we're being more intentional, when we see things that we like, or we see things that, um, 
you know, might not fit our philosophy, we try to get to the bottom of it. Um, I really thought about the people that influenced me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of glad she asked this question because it really made me think about my mom and dad and what attributes they did when raising me. And I kept thinking about my mom and she was always super open and real with me growing up. And I always thought when I was younger, she was always a little too open. Like, mom, I don't need to know that. Like, that's crazy. Like a little too personal. But I can see that, you know, her willingness to be vulnerable and just put it all out there has made me the same way. And the connection that I have with my mom is like undeniable. Like we are so close because she kept it real. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think about my philosophy on life. Like, I just want to keep it real. And I don't want to sugarcoat things. And um, but I'm not going to be a pessimist about things as well. Like, you know, um, I'm not going to think like, talk negative about life. I'm just going to be honest and open about what's going on. But she's definitely helped me just communicate very clearly to, you know, you and my coworkers and just people around me and I feel like she's helped me be like my authentic self which I'm I'm all about like I just want to be me like I don't want to try and fit in and be somebody else and I know that in order to be happy like you have to be comfortable being yourself so I really thank my mom for just putting it all out there even the good the bad and the ugly and just showing me that like perfection is silly and we all have our own struggles and issues, but that makes us imperfectly perfect. Right. And my dad is a little different, um, but he taught me the importance of self-care. He was super, I don't want to say obsessed, but he's very committed to fitness. and just, He makes it a priority. He does. And so he taught me, and he didn't tell me that. He showed me that. And that's huge. Like, he was working out consistently or he would walk or he would run or he would do something to show me that his body was important to him Mm -hmm. and keeping it in shape so that way he had a lot of energy and my dad is the most energetic person i know and he's still energetic to this day so he taught me through his actions the importance of self-care and you know not to forget about yourself and that you're you know you are number one first before anything else and both of them combined together, they both have, they both showed me the importance of family, that family was always so important to us, and the importance of helping others, no matter what. Like, we always were doing something to help other people. And a combination of them both has, I think, attributed to the way I look at life. Like, I want to help others, but I want to be open and honest, and I still want to take care of myself first. So I attribute a lot of my philosophy on life because of my parents they set that foundation 100 110%. 110% and uh i think also my my parents always accepted me for who i was they never pushed me to be something i wasn't and they always applauded my creativity you know it wasn't like that's weird or like why are you doing that it was mm-hmm. always like that's cool like you're so creative and keep it up and look at this look how unique this is like my dad always thought like when we go shopping he'd be like oh my god look at this hat it's so different than anything else like he always saw the quirks and the weird things in in life and i love that he pointed that out to me because it makes me feel like you know being normal is overrated like be unique be different and don't be afraid to to be different that's why i fell in love with you baby oh yeah no but (laughs) to your point you know 
I know that that's true because not only do you reflect that, but your sister reflects that as well. And she's <laughs> the same, you know, she's very unique, very creative, um, cares about other people. That's part of why she's a, a PTA. She loves working with people and making them feel better. Um, you know, she oftentimes puts herself in, in, in front of, you know, her own needs or puts others in, in front of her own needs. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's, uh, you know, you both are a product of your parents and they did a great job with both of you. And I, I wanted to add to like, my parents are like foundational, like they made the base of me for what I am. But um, I think what started me questioning things in our life and going against the grain and society was that it's funny we just did an episode about why we canceled netflix but one piece of value that i got was the minimal the minimalist documentary when i first watched that it was kind of mind-blowing like the way they question society and like they question why do we have these things and is it really bringing us joy so i can't attribute my whole the beginning of my simple living journey or just looking at life with more intention was definitely after I watched that episode and I started following them on Instagram and listening to their podcast. They really started that whole questioning aspect of, you know, why am I doing this? Is, you know, what's the reason behind it all? And so um, I think that's kind of what led us kind of to where we are today. Yeah. So the next part of her question is ever consider having a guest spotlight on your podcast? And the answer is yes, we would love to do guest spotlights and we'd even love to have you know guests on the podcast. It's really a matter of me figuring out how to do that. <laughs> um, but really, I think at this point, I, I really like that we're having a dialogue with me and you together because I feel like you know, we're, we're still learning a lot about each other, even though, you know, we do communicate a lot of things, you know, prior to the podcast, you know, in real life, um, you know, it's still a way for us to, to learn about each other. And I feel like it, it gives our listeners the genuine us, um, you know, to, to start off with. And, and, you know, eventually maybe we do start bringing on some guests to, to kind of, um, bring their standpoint and maybe it's people who have influenced us. And I think we'll know when the time is right. I feel like if motherhood has taught me anything, like I'll get that feeling that like, all right, it's time to do this. Like with when to put Lucille in the crib. You Mm -hmm. know what? It feels right now. Like for some reason in my body and what's happening, like it just feels right. Like let's put Lucille in her crib today. So I feel like we're going to know when the time is right. It's just not right now. Mm -hmm. But I agree. Like I'm enjoying just us and the conversations we're having and that our listeners can get a genuine understanding of who we are, where we've come from and just just the raw stories that right. we're living through right. and the struggles and everything. And um but yeah, I can definitely see us I, I mean, I love listening to podcasts with guests because they bring new yeah. content and right. a lot of information that I can apply to my life. So um that's definitely in the near future. I'm not sure when, but maybe soon. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll continue to talk about question, that and kind of gauge and see where where we're at at the, the podcast. All right, next one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole asks, "What are your love languages?" Love languages. I think I have two. Okay, what are they? Mine are acts of service and physical touch. So, what are acts of service like? What do you like that I do? 
so you've all and this has happened since like from day one like and i think it's part of what you kind of talked about it was like some of the values that your mom instilled in you and and one of those things is like you know she always packed your dad's lunch and you know, <laughs> cooked. you know cooked and stuff like that but like to me i mean that's it, it's amazing like you know you do it you don't ask for anything and like you know i'll do the dishes and stuff like that and i feel like you're also kind of an acts of service kind of thing i know you like the, the oh bed. you think that's my love language i think that's one of them i you don't know if you it's know your yeah you maybe but i know <laughs> that you like you know the bed being made in the morning like you know i do the dishes like there's certain things that i know that will please you and and you know and i like doing them because it it takes like you're, you're doing so much as a mom right now with lucille like if i can do some of these extra things you know i want to do it because i i genuinely want to make sure that you know you're not overwhelmed but i like doing stuff for you yes but then i also like touching you a lot <laughs> i think and most I like men i think most men i think it's a trick question like what man doesn't want physical touch in his love that's language that's true um, but no, 80% is acts of service for me. Yeah. Like you doing the dishes, vacuuming, See, you didn't, we, cleaning And we the didn't floors. even talk about this stuff. Holy cow. I, like, know, what you, I know what makes to you me, tick. That, show, <laughs> that shows me you care and you love me. Um, I think so 80% is me for it's acts of service for sure. And then I think like the 20% is words of affirmation. I like, and I think this is human, like human in us. Mm-hmm. We just want to hear a little bit of feedback. And I really, I don't require a lot, yeah. but just hearing like a sprinkle of, you look sexy today, or Baby, thanks for cooking sexy. this, <laughs> thanks for cooking this meal. Like, so yeah, definitely when you do do things for me, it's mind blowing, like how much I love you for I doing it. I see you it. staring at me with the vacuum cleaner in my hand. And I make sure you're aware of it. Like, oh yeah, you do. Yeah, so I feel like that's how you know my love language, just because I just look at you and I'm like, yeah, you're yeah. getting late tonight if you're vacuuming. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's our love languages. Yeah. And I I think it's important that you do know your partner's I, I love languages, yes. because, I mean, obviously, if you want to have a good relationship, you're going to feed into that and do your best to, you know, make your partner happy. Yeah. Well, I think this kind of ties into one of those other questions that, that I don't have on my list that you got in late. I yes. think let's go to that one. Go ahead and do you have that one up or do you do you know what it is off the top of your head? It was just how do you keep the romance going right. after you have a baby? Yeah, so let's talk about that. Well, definitely being being aware of our love languages and doing those small things. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people think like that's the grand gestures that make your relationship so wonderful, but I'm not a grand gesture kind of person. Like I like that you do small things every day. You vacuum on Saturday. <laughs> it sounds funny. I love you because you vacuum on Saturday, but it's true. You do the dishes when I cook. Yeah. You are a partner raising our child. Like, if I do her diaper, you'll do a diaper the next time. It's like this unspoken rhythm that we have of ping-ponging life back and forth. And I love that I I don't have to tell you. And, and if you weren't a person where, like, you did that, then... I would probably have to speak my mind more and communicate, hey, Nick, would you mind doing that? But I love that, or maybe I did communicate in the beginning and you just picked up on it and now you know. So um, I think just doing those small things that make me happy is what helps keep the romance going and also because we intentionally plan time for each other. And most of the time it's through date nights. Yeah, date (laughs) nights and then Wednesdays. And Wednesdays. The designated hump day. Wednesdays are... (laughs) 
Our hump We've days. talked about it before. We have. Yeah. Hump days, literally and figuratively. Yeah. We, no, it, we it, have to plan sex you know, because it, it's, it can be chaotic. And, and you know, sometimes there are weeks when it just doesn't happen. You know, life does get overwhelming. Or sometimes there's weeks that it happens more than what we intended to. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, I don't think we lose sight of that. And... I think, you know, we talked about doing a postpartum episode eventually about, you know, some of your experiences after having Lucille, but I know those first three months were, were challenging. Are <laughs> oh, you bringing that up? I'm just, I mean, that's what the question is, you know, is like, after how did you do baby. it as a, oh. yeah, after the baby and, and parenting? So, yeah. Yeah. So are, are we going in there? You don't have to. We can, co- I think we can cover that in postpartum, but I okay. mean, you know, there were some challenges in the first three months. Let's and, just say I made sure my husband was taken care of, even though I could not perform in certain areas because of having Lucille. But yeah. um, I wanted to make sure that I was showing you the love, even though I still couldn't do certain things. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, really, I don't yeah. think we've, we've, deferred too much from when we were prior to Lucille. Um, but, you know, we've we've made it a priority. Like, we, we talk about it. You know, we, we say, hey. We work at it. Yeah, and I think we do. some it's, people don't view their relationship as yeah. um, as work, but it, it absolutely is. Yeah. Like, if it's a priority, you have to work. Yeah. And I know there's, there's nights way. where you're just dog tired and I'm just like, you know what? Another night's fine. Like, I'm not going to force you to do something when you're <laughs> dog tired. You don't want to rate me? I mean, unless you want me to, but <laughs> let's not give people the wrong idea. Uh, but yeah, I think um, overall, it's just knowing your partner really well, doing the small things, and working, working, yeah, practicing. Things take work every day. All right, so uh, Brittany has a couple questions for us at um, Fertility Birth Wellness. Dot dot. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Let's do this one. I think this is a fun one. How did you meet? Jill. Me? How did we meet? Oh, gosh. Um, it's kind of a blur. <laughs> so, yeah. We... We have no idea how we met. We started playing... So... Well, we knew I each went other to high school. Yeah. I went to high school with your brother. He was the same age as me. And I knew of you. Um, and then I think what... Let's just cut to the chase. Um, we started playing slow pitch softball together. We were on the same team. Mm-hmm. But we had hung out a couple, like, we had, like, that for, uh, in Fells Point, that one Oh, night. okay. Yeah. So, so we'd we go out to we bars with mutual friends, and we'd see each other. And then, before we played softball together, I would try to put my head in a car oh, and make out with you. Oh, I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, you're, you're, you're jumping past well, a lot of things. Because your perspective is different. So, I would go out to bars with my girlfriends, and... Nick lived in Baltimore, and I really didn't know I him that well. I also lived at the bar across the street from my house. <laughs> we were kind of an alcoholic, let's be honest. Uh, anyway, I would go out. <laughs> I would go out to the bar with my girlfriends, and I a couple times I would see Nick, and he was really drunk, <laughs> and he'd be like trying to make out with me, and I'm like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" I'm like, "This is weird." Instant attraction. I just think you were horny and trying to get it in. But anyway, so yeah, preface to us playing softball, we would run into each other. <laughs> occasionally and he would always try to make out with me which was really weird because i didn't even know nick that well so then we started playing slow pitch softball together and he swears that i was flirting with him when really i was just being myself you're definitely flirting with me but that's his perspective so we started playing slow pitch together and then i 
think I found out that you kind of liked me through one of our mutual friends. Yeah. We went out to a bar in Annapolis and yeah. you and your sister choked me out. <laughs> you and your friend came out to meet us and Danny was your friend. Yeah. He, he still is my he friend. He mentioned <laughs> he still is your friend. <laughs> he mentioned to me that like, hey, Nick has a Nick has a big crush on you. You should dance with him or something. And I was like, really? And I'm like, I can't oh, dance either, okay. guys. It's pretty bad. But, you know, to me, it was like, whatever. I thought it was harmless. So, like, you know, we were all drinking, having fun, and we danced and whatever. And I didn't think anything of it. And then, for some reason, one day, I was going to get sushi for dinner with my cousin. And I still, to this day, have no idea what prompted me to text message Nick and say, hey, do you want to meet us for sushi? And I still don't know. Like, I'm Do you know tr- what my reply was? I Well, I know what your reply was. So I'm, I'm going, going to, to the, the gym. gym. <laughs> what a- and then you called me and said, uh... Sushi's healthy. You should probably come and grab sushi with us. I still don't know. Like, maybe I really did like you and I was just... Yeah, you liked me. I I, did, I don't know. All I remember I is that when I got out of the car and met you in the parking lot, you just... You, yeah, I so fucked the shit out of me. Nick showed up in the parking <laughs> lot right when we were about to get sushi. And I'm always used to seeing Nick either A, drunk and like out of his mind... Or B, he's in like his softball gear, just, you know, in gay mode. But when Nick showed up to meet us for sushi, <laughs> he was in like full business attire, like vest, tie, Not shirt. Well, well, like, sweater. Sweater. Sweater vest went out in the 90s. <laughs> anyway, he was layered with the business and he was looking really sexy. And he keeps saying that I, I fucked him. And I you did. I don't think I, I fucked him. So yet. if you recall that dinner... Like, it was basically three of us, but it was a two-way conversation. I do remember that dinner, for some reason, like, we started talking, and I, like, could not stop just looking at you, and I don't know what it was. Like, the stars aligned that night, and I still, to this day, don't know why I invited you, but... Then we had our first real date. Then you asked me on our first... Yeah. It did, because uh, he asked me out on February 14th, and... I didn't realize it was Valentine's Day, and I also didn't realize it was his birthday, so the joke was on me. But yeah. It was a funny joke, too. Um, then uh, after our first date, I have to say, like, it was just all down. I wouldn't say downhill. It was all uphill. I don't, I don't know. It's all uphill. It's all. Downhill. It's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was all gravy. It was just, we knew. Yeah, I knew. I like, definitely knew. Oh, and I never knew what that meant. Like, oh, like, when you know, you know. And I was like shit now i know what that is like when we had our first date i was like dang i that was it was the first date that i went on that i was completely comfortable being myself and i think you were too yeah and i I was was. just like man i didn't have to you know act a certain way or anything like that we were goofy you you made the joke you know hey when's your you got a birthday coming up and i was like yeah it's today and like you you were just completely genuine that whole date and like We'll have to get into, like, in another episode, like, that whole story, maybe. Mm, or if maybe. people go to our Facebook page, you can read the story. It's on the, it's Facebook, on the page. Facebook page. Oh, I'm not on Facebook, so yeah. I don't know. But that's the only reason I'm on Facebook. But, yeah. But, yeah, nah. That's all she wrote. And that's why we're here today. It all started Talking with to you the, lovely people. <laughs> Trunken makeouts. And yes. we're here today with our little baby girl. It's so crazy. <laughs> all right. Here's another good question from Brittany what's a big dream or goal you're working towards 
Jelly. So I kind of broke it down because I have, yeah. I have a family goal, I have a couple goal, and I have a personal goal. Okay. You went so deep. I did. So I think our family goal is just to save money for retirement and travel. Because right now I feel like we want to make the most out of life and we want to experience mm-hmm. a lot. And I'm not saying we can't experience a lot here, but I, I want to experience a lot in other places as well. So I think right now our goal is to just be very intentional with how we are prioritizing our money and where we're investing it. And that's why we hired a financial advisor to help us get to that goal, to help us be less stressed about retirement and just feeling comfortable about doing what we want to do. Well, I'm glad that we're aligned on this because my first one was financial independence so that Mm. that we can do our things, like we can do our vacations and whatnot. So I'm glad we're aligned there. And, you know, for these questions, we don't, we, we talk about the questions, but we don't talk about our answers. So that way it's, it's genuine in our conversation. So I'm glad we're on the same page with our finances. Yeah. All right. What's your next one? So my couple goal for us is to consistently plan date nights and short getaways. So it's just time for us to. Yeah. Um, and one thing, one action step that I've taken to help make this couple goal even more clear is that I ordered this calendar that's a year view so I can see all of the months of the year and we're going to intentionally plan like weekends that we want to have short getaways mm-hmm. or that just to plan date nights so that way we have the support needed to watch Lucille um, because I really think that alone time is super, super important. Yeah. and we're going to have the money for it. So I want to just plan it out ahead of time. So that way, like, look, there's no ands if or buts. Like we're making time for a two day getaway here or a one night getaway right. here. Like that's really important for me. And I think it's important for us. And it just kind of helps refill us back up and just kind of remember what it was like before having a baby. Yeah. Like we love Lucille, but I think it's important that you do reminders that take you back to like why you are with your partner to begin with. Yeah. And I think the way we broke it down, you know, with, with our budget is, you know, we can probably do a short getaway every other month Mm -hmm. and then have one big vacation, you know, per year. Yes. So that's what we're going to do. Yep. That's our couple goal. All right. Um, my personal goal is just to keep pumping and consuming positive information to help me be a kinder and more patient person and just just overall just to love more. Like, so I'm just trying to consume daily podcasts, books, inspirational quotes, anything I can get my hands on just to train my brain to be open and to think positively and I guess to be so strong that even when people come at me with negativity or with comments that I just, that aren't aligned to my values, I'm just going to stand up for what I believe in and not be afraid to, to say anything. I think before, like I would hear comments or negative things and I would just be silent. I think there's times to be silent and there's times to just speak up in a positive way. And I'm starting, I'm learning to be braver. So I just want to keep consuming that positive and inspirational information that is making me be braver and just not being afraid to speak up about what I believe in. That's awesome. I've got one more goal and for me it's a parent goal. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's the missing link there. But it it really piggybacks on what you just said and that is raising Lucille to see the good in life and and in people. 
And I think what you just said there is going to be the way that we're going to be role models to her. So if she sees that, you know, we're being positive, that we're spreading love, she's going to end up being a good person too. And like, that's all that we can ask of our kids is that they grow up to, you know, that they're happy with, with what they do and that they see the good in life and they're enjoying life and, you know, they see the good in people and want to help people. So yeah. that's my goal as a parent. I didn't even think about that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess our personal goals are aligned to our parent goals because what Lucille is going to see and what she's right. around and is ultimately what, you know, she's going to pick up on and yeah. model after. So yeah. Good call, baby. Perfect. Well, we have one final question that we're going to dive into, and this is from The Tall Season. And it says, favorite local kid-friendly picks, restaurant outings, etc." I wanted to save this one for last because uh, I know not everybody lives in Maryland. Yes, this is a Maryland thing. (laughs) So we live in between Baltimore and Annapolis, which is pretty convenient. So I, I jotted down some of our favorite local places that we've taken Lucille. But ultimately, I feel like as long as we're near something near something that has areas where you can walk mm-hmm. or explore, like take we're okay taking Lucille there. On the count of three, say the first thing that, that you have down there. One, two, three. Kinder, Kinder Park. Park. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so Okay. The, I just I knew for some reason we were on the same page. The, Again, we do not share answers. I Kinder know. Kinder Park. The I feel like we're in a dating game. <laughs> <laughs> the close, the closest park to us is Kinder Park, and it's a really—it's not a huge park, but it's, but it's fun. It's oh a my perfect goodness. park with like a cute trail. They have animals. They have yeah, playgrounds. There's goats, cows. I know. There's it's, trails. It's pretty cute. There's baseball fields, lacrosse fields. I mean, soccer fields. It, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think there's a loop. The loop around it is like three miles total. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a huge park, but I mean, it's just laid out perfectly. There's disc golf there. I forgot about that. Yeah. There's pavilions that have picnics. Um, a really nice playground. Um, so yeah, it's just a really cool place to go to. Yeah, we're lucky that we live so we're close lucky. to we it. Could, we could walk there if we wanted to. We usually drive there so that we can do all our walking there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as when Lucille gets older, maybe we'll bike there. Uh, maybe we'll do a huge walk down to there. But it's yeah, it's definitely in Anne Arundel County. That's a great place to take a kid. So as far as restaurants, um, one of the first ones on my list is Wegmans, <laughs> just because Boom. it's so convenient to have all of these varieties of food that you can choose from and you know it's like lucille can eat it i can eat it, and they're healthy choices too and they have a lot of seating and if if it's raining i can just go there eat and then lucille and i can walk Mm -hmm. around inside wegmans because wegmans is huge so we've been there a couple times for lunch dates and i really enjoy taking her there i really said any place with a high chair like (laughs) i don't know i mean maybe we're just blessed with a daughter who's actually pretty decent when we go out it may change when she gets older but for now like she's good at any place that has a high chair that's not a high-end restaurant um and even still like when we were down in in Asheville last year we took her to a pretty I wouldn't say high scale restaurant but it was pretty you know baller (laughs) and she did a great job as a three-month-old but even to this day like we keep her entertained she loves crayons you know if if, if the place has crayons and stuff like that and spoons um, napkins anything she can (laughs) drop on the floor that dad has to pick up we're good pretty much if it's 
it's not a children's toy. She likes it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also put here Grumps Cafe. Yes. In Crofton because they have outdoor seating, and we actually just went there with my mom, and I love going out there and just sitting outside and eating. Mm-hmm. It's hard sometimes to find outdoor seating that's not super crowded, but they have high chairs and yeah. good food, and Grumps Cafe definitely has that. So we really enjoy going there Ooh. for breakfast. Pennsylvania Dutch Market too. We've gone there a couple of times with her. We have. Yeah. Um, another place that I wanted to shout out to, um, there's a place in Annapolis that we went for lunch. It's called Potato Valley Cafe. And we went there and I was not sure what I was expecting, but they have all these assortments of different kind of toppings you can put on baked potatoes. And we went in there and ordered lunch and the lunch was delicious. But like as we're ordering, you know, they saw Lucille and I was like, can I get this on mine? So that way like Lucille can eat some. And she said, hey, do you want me to make like a, baby plate for free for her and i was like you guys would do that and they're like yeah we'll make a little plate of food for her so they made this like adorable little kid plate for free for lucille it was like avocado black beans chicken this like some kind of salsa and relish and it was really really thoughtful that they just did that for free so definitely if you're ever in annapolis check out that place for lunch tight and I was going to say a couple of places that I think you're going to go to this summer with her, um, you know, pool, probably the aquarium, maybe the zoo, Baltimore Zoo. Um, you'll probably go on hikes to some of the places around here. You know, we have a Bob stroller, so that's pretty durable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure you've got a lot of things on your mind for this summer to, to take her as well. Yeah, and I'm also still new at this game, so if anyone has recommendations, please shout out to me if you're in the local area. Yeah, and if anybody has any additional questions they'd like to ask us on future episodes, get those questions ready. We'll be happy to answer them for you. But that kind of does our Q&A session. Jilly, let's move on to that quote of the day. Quote of the day. All right, this was hard. Oh, that's what she said. (laughs) So I have two quotes just because i thought you would make fun of me no i thought you'd make fun of me at the first one just because who it's from oh so the first quote is from good housekeeping (laughs) um i'm not even gonna go there but i really liked it happiness is letting go of what you think your life is supposed to look like i like it so i have a backup one too just because I good thought you were going to give me crap. Well, I, all you think of is stepbrothers with good housekeeping. What? Wait, what part? Favorite non-pornographic magazine to <laughs> jack off to. Good housekeeping. <laughs> Anyways, what's the second one? The second one is happiness is an inside job. It is an inside job. And that quote is by William Arthur Ward. I like them both. Nice job, Jilly. And so what are we taking take action, action on? Um, just to be authentically you and don't deviate from what you think is right and just, I don't know, like, do you, man. Yeah, <laughs> do you. I feel like I'm not really inspirational right now because <laughs> we just did Q&A, so it's like our topic was like all yeah. over the place, but... Yeah, be comfortable in your own skin, do you... <laughs> All that good stuff. That sounds like a horrible quote book. <laughs> uh, Hannibal Lecter. What? I'm just kidding. Where did Hannibal Lecter come from? Be comfortable in your own skin. Oh, come man. On. You just brought it down. I did. 
<laughs> Anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun for us. Uh, it's always nice to be able to, to, to talk directly and answer fans' questions. So if you have any questions for us, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know, we'd be happy to, to, to mingle with you. Wait, did you just call them their, our fans? <laughs> I guess our listeners, well, fans, whatever you want to call them. I don't Man, know. you're just joking on me sorry, right now. I'm sorry. I just thought it was cute that you called it, called them our fans. Yeah. I liked it. Well, anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. It was a lot of fun today. We it will was. talk to you again next week. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you liked today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.